Do you have too many radios, too many power plugs, and not enough places to plug them into? I got a really simple and easy way for you to clean up that mess, get rid of all those bricks, those wall warts, those, those noisemakers, and replace it with one awesome device. I'm talking about power supplies, coming up right now on Scanner School. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. This podcast is here to teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. If you are listening to this podcast right now on your smartphone, your tablet, or not your computer. I don't know if you can do this from your computer. But if you're listening using a podcast type of player, do me a favor. Take that phone out of your pocket. Press that subscribe button. This way you don't miss any future episodes of the podcast. This is a great way to learn all about the scanner radio hobby. Now, for those of you that like listening to the podcast on your computer via our website, you can go to scannerschool.com slash subscribe and see if maybe there's a way that you can listen to this that's a little bit more convenient. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on Spotify. Again, Google Music, uh, iTunes, and all the other common ways out there. But you can listen to us using your in-home devices. So if you're a fan of the Amazon, Alexa, the Google uh, Home Maybe even the Apple device. I'm not sure if it will work on there. But if you enable the iHeartRadio skill or the Spotify skill and you say magic keywords, play the Scanner School podcast on iHeartRadio, boom, the latest version of the podcast will play on your in-home device. If you don't want to do that and you still want to listen to it on your computer, just click on our email subscribe list. That's a great way of knowing when the podcast comes out so you don't miss a single episode. And before we talk about this week's topic of power supplies, I want to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. And East Coast Pagers is one of my online.com business websites. East Coast Pagers.com is a Unication Apollo and Swiss phone dealer serving the North American market. Contact EastCoastPagers.com for your specialized personal quote now we sell to individuals hobbyists and also to agencies as well full departments and we will make a custom quote for your needs this custom quote might surprise you and all you have to do is ask us so what you see online may not be what you get contact eastcoastpagers.com for your custom quote on a unication g4 g5 g1 or a Swiss phone, Esquad Voice, or Esquad 360 right now. Or if you're in the Apollo world, contact us for your Apollo needs as well. EastCoastPagers.com, EastCoastPagers.com. So now before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's podcast, I want to just put this out there for you guys. I get a lot of questions coming in via email, and I'm not always able to answer them as fast as I want. I'm kind of embarrassed by it that um, 
I, I just can't keep up. A lot of questions do come in. That's not to say I'm, I'm asking you guys not to ask your questions. I, I, I definitely like seeing that. Uh, but I have, um, we, we have a great way of doing that right now. We have an online community on Facebook. So if you go to scannerschool.com slash Facebook group, we've got a great community on right there. We have questions that are being asked by us, some of the other members and being answered by other members as well. So it's a really nice Q&A type of community. But if you have a question specifically that you want me to answer, if you go to scannerschool.com slash ask, there's a way for you to actually leave me a voice message. I will take that voice message and I will play it on a future podcast and I will give the answer on a podcast. So instead of me typing back a reply directly to you, uh, and again, it, it only really benefits that person asking the question and somebody else could ask me the exact same question and it just it becomes a vicious cycle here. Um, but if, if you ask the question on a uh, leaving the voicemail, Again, I have a I have a phone number you can call, or I have a service that will allow you to leave a voicemail via a smartphone, uh, your computer's microphone, or your tablet. Uh, you just go to scannerschool.com/ask. I'll collect a couple of them and I'll play them back on the podcast and leave an answer as well. Alrighty, guys. So that's out there. If you have a question you want answered, scannerschool.com/ask. This week we are talking about power supplies love love power supplies i really recommend them especially if you're going to get into having a couple of scanner radios set up and you know we've talked about ways of hooking up multiple multiple scanners to a single antenna using multi-couplers now if you want to go back and listen to the multi-coupler session you can go to scannerschool.com slash session 33 where we talk about how to use a multi-coupler to split the antenna to multiple radios. And one of the problems you get to is you start plugging in all these little power bricks, right? These little transformers in the wall to convert your your residential AC voltage, whatever is coming in in your neck of the woods. You know, in the States here, it's, uh, I believe, 110, 120 volts, uh, you know, 240 on other parts of the world. And um, you got to convert it down to DC, 12 volts, uh, so this scanner knows the scanner can use it, and if you start stringing these together, right, they take up a lot of real estate. They get to be a lot of wires, and 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 you know it just becomes spaghetti. I like using power supplies, standalone 12 volt power supply, uh, and, and plugging all my scanners into my power supply. I can turn the power supply off, shuts down all my scanners. Turn it back on, all the scanners turn back on. In addition to my scanners, I have my multi-coupler plugged in. When I was using a like preamp, I had a preamp on that power supply. My computer speakers are on that power supply. I have a couple of, uh, of meters. We have backlights. They're on the power supply as well. So it's a great way of... I mean, you can even do like, you know, you can, you can wire in LED light strips onto your power supply as well so that you have lights in your scanner setup area. And at the end of the day, when you walk away from the desk, you just turn off the switch and everything shuts off. You're not turning off a bank of radios. You're not reaching behind a desk to turn off, you know, your uh, your long outlet strip. It makes things really easy when you have a single power source feeding everything. So that's kind of like, you know, why a selling point right there as to why to use a power supply. So again, you don't have bulky, you know, real estate being tied up with all the war wars. You don't have a spaghetti soup going on back there. 
you have one centralized device. Now again, a little way, a little they could weigh a little bit depending how much um, how much amperage they can deliver. Uh, but you can buy smaller ones. I keep mine on the floor, just keep it out of the way, you know, under the desk. Uh, but again, you can keep it on the shelf if you wanted to. So what do you want to look at when you're buying a power supply? Well, first of all, you want to look at the input voltage. You want it to match your country's electrical system, right? So 120 volts AC here in the U.S. The output voltage, oh, that's the magic number, right? You don't want it something that's going to have too much voltage because you blow up the equipment that you're, uh, you're connecting to it. Too little voltage and the equipment may not turn on, right? Voltage is going to be delivered no matter what. It is the... You know, the amount that's going to be delivered, 12 volts is going to deliver 12 volts. But if you plug in a 24-volt uh, power supply and hook up your 12-volt device, you'll blow it up because you're delivering twice the amount of voltage to it. So what the other thing you want to look out for, too, is uh, power supplies can also come in variable output voltages as well. And you have a little knob on the front, and and basically it, it, it changes the amount of voltage that's being delivered to the terminals. So we want something that's basically going to deliver 12 volts uh, as a trade name. Typically, 12 volts, 13.8 volts. Uh, the scanners will operate just fine on both voltages because you have to remember when your car is charging, right? Even though it's got a 12-volt battery in it, uh, the electrical system in your car is actually putting out 13.8 volts, you know, more voltage than the battery requires so that it can charge the battery. Um, what you also want to look at for, too, is the amperage. Uh, that the power supply can deliver, which is the amount of current that can be drawn off of the supply at one time. So I read a really good example online, and instead of making my own example, because I really like this example that I read, and I read it over, I believe, on stackexchange.com, the way that you can think about with the amperage or the current that can be delivered is, you know, if, if Johnny is sitting down and he's got 10 apples in front of him, and if Johnny only wants two apples, he's only going to eat two apples. But if his buddy sits down next to him and he wants five apples, well, he's going to eat five apples. So at this point, seven out of the five apples or seven out of the ten apples are now gone. Right? That that power supply now is at 70% load. If somebody else sits down and they want to eat three apples, you're at 100% max draw or max load on that power supply. So you always want to make sure that the number of apples that you want to take out is basically less than or equal to what the power supply is rated for. So your scanners, basically, if you look at, you know, the, the brick that came with the scanner, it'll tell you on it that that power supply can, or that wall wart can deliver an amp, uh, 75, 750 milliamps, 500 milliamps. And right now, again, a milliamp is um, 100 milliamps. No, I'm sorry, 1,000 milliamps is a full amp. So 500 milliamps is a half an amp. 750 milliamps is 0.75 or three quarters of an amp. So let's look at it that way. Um, look at your specification sheet. See what it is. The equipment that is you're going to use is rated to to uh, to use. Tally that all up, and then find out. That's going to tell you how big of a power supply it is that you are going to require for your setup. And then think about you know future proofing yourself. So I have a 20 amp power supply that feeds my scanners. Uh, my meters and and my speakers at my at my station here. It's an overkill. It's a total overkill for what I need. Even if every scanner that I need requires a full amp, I can put twenty scanners on there. I don't have twenty scanners hooked up to my in, in my shack right now. Yeah, okay, I own more than twenty scanners, 
but I'm not physically connecting them all up at the same time. I'm not powering them up at the same time. So right now, a 20 amp power supply is what I need to future-proof myself if I want to use, you know, eight of them at one time, which is what my multi-coupler can can do. Um, run my speakers and run whatever else it is, some chargers that require 12 volts as well. Um, I have a 35 amp power supply for my transmitting side of my station. My HF radio requires something that can deliver 35 amps. What else do you want to look at? Uh, we, we talked about the voltage in, the voltage out, uh, the current uh, or, or amps that it can that it, uh, it's rated for. What's really nice about it too is is you can look at a power supply that has meters on it. You can get one with the volt voltmeter on it to see that the power supply is putting out 12 volts or or 13.8 volts, and you can power supplies that have a, a, a ammeter on the front of it, so you can see, you know, what the draw is on the power supply. I mean, my my 12 my my 20 volt power supply that meter doesn't move. It's either broken or I'm not coming coming anywhere near the the load limit of that. Uh, power supply. However, my 35 amp power supply, when I key up my HF rig, yeah, I can see that meter swing. I can see the the ammeter swing up when I put a load, uh, a, a transmit load on that power supply. So I know that one works. But again, it keeps me safe. I know that I am staying below the max rating of that power supply because I am watching the meters. I have some visual feedback as to what is going on there. So again, we talked about load. What kind of values are you looking at load? Well, you want to look at the continuous load. The continuous load is how much of a load that you can put on that power supply. This is a long time load. This is your typical day-to-day operational loads. Typically, it could be rated at 70% of what the sticker is on the front of the power supply. Sometimes the sticker on the front of the power supply is the continuous load. Sometimes, you know, you'll say that it's misleading. And it is misleading because if you have a 20 amp power supply and a continuous load is, you know, 70% of that, or if you have a 10% power, uh, a 10 amp power supply and at 70%, you only have seven amps, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it changes your, your thinking of how much you can put on that, on that power supply. And then of course you have the peak output or the surge output. Sometimes devices require a, a higher load when they first turn on. So that would be your peak output load. Maybe a you know a 20 amp power supply has a peak output of 25 amps. So again, very important to look at the specifications of the power supply you're putting in. Make sure that what you want to plug into it falls within under the continuous output rating of the power supply. Now, how are you going to connect all your stuff to your power supply? I mean, you again, we talked about spaghetti, right? Every Every radio out there uh, that you're going to be plugging into it does require a DC connection. So what you can do is, first of all, you want to look and see what the connectors are on the back of the power supply. Are they terminal lugs? Are they like banana plug type of things? Is it a cigarette light, a cigarette lighter? Maybe it's Anderson power poles. Maybe it's a combination of all of these. Sometimes what you can do and what I do is I run my power supply over to a DC block. And from that DC block, I can either branch out to different shelves or I can just home run all my scanners off of a DC block. Again, you can get terminal type of DC blocks that, you, you know, you screw them, screw the wires in and they're fused. Again, use fuses. Please use fuses. Please use fuses. <laughs> 
Um, or, or you can get something like Western Mountain Radio makes a nice, uh, nice block that uses Anderson power poles and has uh, vehicle type of fuses on there as well. So that helps you like have just one, one wire that goes from the power supply to wherever your scanners are to the DC block. And then your scanners just plug in the DC block, making things a little bit easier on the eye. You don't have spaghetti all over the place. What else do you want to look at when it comes to a power supply? Years ago, we had unregulated power supplies, which basically meant that the number of coils in a transformer dictated what the output power would be. So if you had a 10 to 1 transformer, if you had 120 volts coming into the transformer, you'd have 12 volts coming out. If the voltage drops to 110 volts, you'd have 10 volts coming out. If the voltage spiked to 150 volts for some reason, you'd have 15 volts coming out the power supply. Now, again, an regular power supply was basically a rectifier bridge and a capacitor in play to smooth out the ripple, uh, you know, of the of the of the AC uh, line, which smooth it out into a constant DC voltage. Well, really, the, the the rectifier in there would cut off half of the uh, the AC. So instead of having a sine wave, you would just have the top half of the sine wave. So the, the, the capacitor in there would just smooth that out. Fast forward to modern technology now, we have a regulated power supply. So the regulated power supply has internal circuitry to make sure that even with variations on the input voltage, the output voltage will remain a constant 12 volts or 13.8 volts. So let's talk about some of the manufacturers that are out there when it comes to power supplies. Me personally, I tend to gravitate toward Astron power supplies. I like the Astron power supplies. It's just what I use here. It's what my dad used, which is pretty much why I use them. Uh, there's other manufacturers out there. I have Pyramid power supplies. I have Radio Shack power supplies. Good luck finding one of those. Um, but there's other companies out there. So if you're interested in buying a power supply for your scanner Radio Shack, I'll have a couple of links in the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 37, where you can go out and you can purchase a power supply that will work in your home country. All right, guys, that's a mouthful for today. So again, I like power supplies when I can use them, I use them. Oh, and one other benefit too, about going with a power supply, as opposed to using those Woolworths or those bricks, whatever Way back in the day, those bricks used to kind of talk to each other or because, you know, there's transformers and stuff that used to be in there. They used to get warm. Um, but they're also, they could be noisy. Some of these cheap ones in there, they don't have filters and stuff like that in there. And you may find out that these cheap, uh, these cheap wall warts may also give you RF noise in the shack, may, may add to birdies. So when you limit how many of these things that you have in the house, it's great for your scanner radio setup. All right, guys, so that's it for this week. We remind you to check out our email newsletter at scannerschool.com. It's right there on the front page. You cannot miss it. In that email newsletter, we'll let you know what's going on here at Scanner School. If it's a new YouTube video, uh, which I have to get working on, if there's a new podcast, if there's just something out there that I see that's interesting, it's a great way for me to let you know what's going on. So if you go to scannerschool.com and sign up for our email newsletter, we're also big on Twitter, scannerschool.com slash Twitter. Facebook, scannerschool.com slash Facebook. YouTube, which I really need to get working on, scannerschool.com slash YouTube. And again, subscribe to the podcast, please. Scannerschool.com slash subscribe. And one more, one more request. If you have a question, even something that 
is that you, that you want to talk about for a future topic, something I haven't talked about yet. Scannerschool.com slash ask. Leave me a voice message. I'll play it back on a future podcast, and maybe it'll be its own dedicated episode. You never know. Some of these podcasts, they originate from questions that are coming in from my listeners, and I cannot thank you all enough for that. Alrighty, guys, we'll catch you again next Tuesday on Scanner School, where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. We'll catch you next week, 73. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.